Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! You seeing this? Perfect record, huh? The Japan crew should have had this in the bag. They fucked us. How hard is it to kill nine-year-olds? Zero fatality. Total loss. Tony, you want good product? You gotta buy American. Hey, yo, welcome back, my friends. It is In Madness Monday or whatever the hell day you're listening. Welcome back. It's Sean the Butcher here with Vertebrae 33. How the hell's it going? What's going on, Sean? How are you? You feeling good? You you excited for part two of this? It's funny. I was just telling you, you killer clowns me. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? And I'm like, Uh, I feel like you really love Cabin in the Woods and you'd buy all of the Cabin in the Woods merch from Spirit Halloween if they had it. And mm. uh, I'm just sit- sitting here calling Cabin in the Woods the creamed corn of horror movies. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's because I think it's not a horror movie. Yeah, right. I think it's a, it's you know more of a science fictiony type thing where I lean that way anyway. I do. I I I I'll add it to the list of books that I want to read or I've purchased that are sitting in stacks and waiting for me to read. But I'm very curious about the novelization of this um how much it follows the movie there it's always interesting which way they stray maybe there was stuff in the original script um that's in there and there's also a visual um like kind of an art of type book for this as well so but no soundtrack on vinyl but um i do i like i like this world that we're in right now I didn't expect to be in this Truman sort of world. So that's where it kind of sent me left when I was kind of going right. But this is all the buildup to our Halloween bonanza, which we are planning on doing something special for Halloween and something on the buildup to Halloween. We still have a couple of weeks to go before we get there. But uh, mm-hmm. let us know what you think of this latest movie we're talking about cabin in the woods on the socials at in madness pod we're on all the socials facebook instagram twitter threads we have the in madness youtube page uh you can watch these podcasts and watch us display all the cool weird things we i mean i don't have anything yet but i'm getting the office done soon but uh <laughs> there, there there is a little bit of a visual element sometimes to this we also have sean is just in the uh he's in a cube and he's being he's waiting to be released on release i'm one of the horror imagine <laughs> annoying podcast radio douche that, that's me <laughs> We also have the uh, In Madness playlist, okay, on Spotify. This is one of my favorite things about this podcast is putting together this awesome playlist. Anything me and you argue about on this play uh, on this podcast, any anytime a movie samples a clip, a uh, song samples a clip from one of these movies, um, I add it to this In Madness playlist. We got I added some uh, Metallica and Justice for All. Mm. on our playlist since our 0.5 discussion uh recently was that an argument that that was an argument no we did we were gonna argue but then i ended up just saying i love master of puppets but blacken's my favorite song and it's not on that album so uh, that's the one i added to the playlist but we also got public enemy for john connor's shirt in terminator 2 i added sanguisugabog for our sanguisugabog discussion we had 
we got so much cool shit on this id madness playlist plus movie themes batman from our batman episode ave maria from our batman episode mm. check out the playlist it's so cool and um we also have our in madness email in madness pod at gmail.com uh there are emails i mentioned that in the last episode and i think for a point five, which will be our next episode i'm going to dip into our in madness gmail bag and we'll see what uh <laughs> what people are feeling i haven't yeah i haven't uh read any of them so honestly if i oh, open no? them up and it's like fuck you guys i hate oh, you guys. yeah so we could do oh. that i think that'll, i think that'll make for an interesting point you mean we're not gonna pre you're not gonna pre-screen no, these what's the fun oh, in that wow. oh, no man, no no I'm there's horrified. no fun in that there's no fun in like serving just, up like <laughs> it's just gonna be a list of like all of the gnarly bits i got wrong It'd just be some person that like triple checked their facts and is like, no, actually, that's not what happened on production for this this film. I would love it because then I would get them right. You know me, I would be super excited to have that extra fact. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny when and we can jump into this film really quick, uh, but all the movies we've done previous to this on the podcast. Uh, if they're on, like if I pass them on the TV or I see it as a choice on one of the, you know, one of the streaming services, um, I'll start to watch them again, even though I've watched them three or four times for this, because now I have your voice in my head, too, and the things <laughs> oh, that you, you saw in it yeah. that I didn't necessarily see. And it's pretty cool. It's like... um it actually makes me movies that I just kind of like that makes me love them because, because, you know, uh, we dug into it so much. Um, just the other day, you know, the Batman is on HBO all, all the time um, and it, it just flipping through and it's there. And, and now it has to stay on once I flip to it and then I just go back to our episode. So I hope other people are doing that too. I hope we're helping them enjoy this. I've never tried to listen to us while watching it. I do listen to the episodes w once when they drop. Um, and, uh, I love just to make sure I didn't make you sound like an idiot and put like clown noises behind you. I got to double check. I got to double check that, but it's fart noises over. Yeah. I'm usually like, oh, Sean sounds fantastic. And I sound like a fool, but we got the same fucking microphone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't mean sound quality. I just meant in, you know, knowledge and stuff. Oh, but you got the gnarly bits. I'm, I'm just, I'm Marty. I'm just Marty here. Oh, that's good. Marty's our hero. I well, I mean, I'm just I got the other half of Marty. All right, here we go. Do I have my hero's arc? Yeah, of course you do. It's, it, no, it will get we're getting there. We're getting there, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Your your birthday hibachi dinner was your, <laughs> your first your first gateway, right? There are characters there, and that's gonna yeah. send you out on your, your trip. The Justice League, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we last left you last week for part one, episode 18 of Cabin in the Woods, where our stoner friend Marty was outside of the Cabin in the Woods, taking himself a leak. Behind him, our redneck torture zombie, the Buckner, one of the members of the Buckner family, slowly creeping up behind him, slipping into the shadows. 
You were on the edge of your seat waiting for Marty to get diced. And then, boom, it's Thor, Hemsworth, Mm. Kurt. He runs up. He slams into Marty. He's covered in blood. He goes, run, and runs toward the cabin. On his way, he sees a Buckner and uh, stalking Marty, and clotheslines are on his way in. (laughs) It's a fairly good clothesline. Isn't he supposed to play Hulk Hogan in the new uh, biopic or something? Oh, yeah? I didn't hear that. I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, the boys stumble into the house, startling Dana and Holden, who were making out in front of the fireplace. Everyone's freaking the hell out. Where's Jules? She's gone. We have to get out of here. Dana refuses to leave without Jules. She rips the cabin door open, and God damn it. Who's standing there but big, bad Papa Buckner? <laughs> Standing menacingly, menacingly in front of the door, everyone screams, scared shitless. He's holding a head in his hand. He sort of smiles and throws the head to Dana, who then realizes she's holding Jules' decapitated head. Right, and Jules's hair is brown again. Oh, is it? I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yeah, or I mean, it could be covered in blood, too, but it seems like it's brown, um, which is interesting. So she be, she screams, she throws it. Kurt runs to the door. They try to shut up, but they can't. So the rest of the kids help. They slam the door. Kurt says, there's more out there. Marty says he saw a girl, but she was missing an arm. And that's when Dana realizes it's the girl from the diary they read in the cellar, which Marty insisted they do not do. These goddamn Mm -hmm. kids. Never read the Latin, folks. Never. Come on! You have not watched enough horror movies or listened to enough episodes of In Madness Pod if you're downstairs in a creepy cellar reading the Latin book. Right. Psycho. Kurt decides to barricade the house. He says, no matter what happens, we have to stick together. Cut back to the control room. We see Hadley, who visibly gets annoyed by this. Citizen tells him, calm down and watch the master work. <laughs> clicks a button on the control panel and a vent inside the cabin uh, opens up and releases some kind of chemical right in Kurt's face. He mm-hmm. immediately stops. He almost gets high and says, this isn't right. We should split up. We can cover more ground. And then Holden agrees with him. And Marty is like, what? Are you serious? He's seen these movies before. He's listened to In Madness Pod before. He knows you should never split up always stick together but also he is we'll find out later what's kind of guiding him uh so now i'm beginning to kind of understand uh since i haven't already uh the guys in the control room i i think right i think hoping for these kids to die yes uh, they need this blood to this sacrifice to appease whatever they're praying to so nothing happens Right, they have to appease the ancient ones to keep humanity alive. These ancient ones, we find out later, are gigantic and destructive. We have to do this, play their games, jump through their hoops to keep humanity alive. I still feel like these are horror movies that are being Truman showed. So, like, people are watching this. I think not only the gods, I think this is for viewers' pleasure as well. Uh, that's all my... Yeah, that's- but then how do you explain like movie productions and movie-making magazines and all, all of those things that exist? They don't exist in this universe? There's no YouTube behind the scenes or... 
I mean, actors on Twitter or I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. all reality TV then. It would be figured out pretty quickly. I I think it's just them they just got to mess with them in a certain way. I imagine the tropes that they used before television if if we're to assume that they've been doing this with them with humans and playing this game for a long time, right? If they're in a long game on this, I would assume these ancient ones live much longer than us. So it's just, Hey, let's mess with these humans for a few thousand years. They had to do something else before horror movies. What did they do? Right. They had to figure out a way to sacrifice to get their sacrifices. Well, they were throwing people in volcanoes. Yeah. They were throwing people in volcanoes. So, I don't think they care whether they entertain us at all. I think. I mean, just... but that's why they wanted to see Jules' boobs. I thought, though, like, gotta entertain the audience. Like, is the audience just the the ancient ones, or is the yes. audience the Truman Show viewing audience? No, I think the audience is the ancient ones. Did you think? think did, did you? Were, was your stupid ass thinking what I was thinking? Let me know on the socials at In Madness Pod. I couldn't have been the only one thinking this. Yeah, I didn't think it at all. That didn't cross my mind at all. I was like, no, it's. Cl- I thought it was clear that they were, you know, had this deal, this really crappy deal with the with the ancient ones to keep them at bay because your version blows up the entire movie industry. Then what I do we mean, talk about? I mean, that's the thing is like they got they don't they don't know if they don't know. That it's happening until, I mean, they're already dead. So then they just keep getting new kids and making new viewing audiences. Right, but nobody would catch on. Like, nobody would be like, hey, I really like that actor in that movie. Well, well, that's... that's... Why were they never in anything else? (laughs) It was just the (laughs) horror movies. I don't know. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, Papa Bucker... I think if... I think if... and, And if they were... reusing some of these characters then maybe right if she survives and then they put her through something else but she wouldn't have any arc then she would already be the person who survived so by your i'm wrapping my head around this so by your theory um in halloween jamie lee curtis doesn't exist or she or she does exist. Yeah, she was a real person who okay. got pulled into this grid, and her fate ended up being Michael Myers. However, whatever it would have like the Pumpkin Man or whatever you know she uh-huh. drew or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Annie is actually dead, and totally is actually dead. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But the kids get away. Yeah, it, like it, that's it's reality, and we're watching it. But in this cabin in the woods world, like Laurie Strode's a real person, Annie's a real person. Like they just got. So how do you then explain all the other movies? Well, I mean, they and I guess all those movies don't exist. Like there's just different <laughs> actors. There's just a lot of actors. <laughs> like how do you explain the? You so maybe yeah, like so maybe instead of Schwarzenegger and like Predator and uh, uh, Last Action Hero, if he like died in Predator, like I don't know, it'd be like Stallone in Last Action. He'd just be the next guy. Like it would just be yeah. a lot of actors. I, I feel like you just made yourself like a lot of work 
<laughs> like you just created a lot of work for yourself to 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 have other people view it maybe occasionally they do i i don't know i, I just figured this just, whole thing was the truman show like yeah other people are watching this as well that's what i thought yeah. that's what i thought uh but uh papa buckner he begins smashing open the front door kurt screams everyone get to your rooms they all run to separate rooms and eating popcorn in the control room hadley says lock them in and behind all the kids all the doors in the cabin shut and lock at the same time marty is super confused as to what's happening the drugs and the chemicals they are using to control these kids to make them puppets are not working on marty and then i think in my notes here i put maybe we'd helped him build a tolerance to this shit that's just mm. in my notes. Ah. He knocks over a lamp and out pops a camera. He picks it up and he's like, what the fuck is this? The fourth wall is breaking down. Mm -hmm. Inside the control room, they go, uh-oh, that's not good. Hadley gets the chem department on the line. He wants them to gas Marty, but Citizen stops him and goes, no, wait, Judah Buckner to the rescue. Uh, we see on one of the cameras, Judah slowly approaching the room Marty is in. Inside the room, Marty is following the wire camera. Uh, it's attached, going all through the room. He is alarmed, but then stops in front of the window and goes, oh, my God. I'm on a reality TV show. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm thinking. Mm. He smiles, thinking he might be famous, then becomes sad when he realizes his parents are going to think he's such a burnout. And with this epiphany comes hands crashing through the window, grabbing him. It's Judah Buckner. Wait, so let me stop you. If the, if we go down your path, because now you got me thinking. Do we see the bird flying into the grid? Who's seeing that? It's a movie inside of a movie. Well, that's the thing. The fact that the grid exists at all makes me think what's what's the point if people aren't also watching like i can't i feel like it can't just be for the gods for the ancient ones i feel like it's broadcast and viewed by members of this cabin in the woods reality society but when we start this film they show us sacrifices through the ages yeah different versions of sacrifices so who was ages. watching that yeah, that Who was knows? the god. Maybe it was inside. The Why do they dress? You know, they dress people up to be thrown into a flaming vault. Why is there all that ritual? Why is there any sort of ritual in any, you know, organized religion in that way too? Right. That this is just something you you have to do, and I think the ancient ones are just they're just tooling with this. They're this just is how messing. they get their rocks off. Yeah, they they can be they can reemerge anytime they want. They just want to see how much they can make the puppets tied on the end of that string. And I'm making a Star Wars reference that you don't get. You're also uh, making a Metallica yeah. Master of Puppets reference, so yes. maybe I should add that to the In Madness playlist. There's now. a double. There's a double reference. <laughs> but the, uh, how much they can make them dance? How many dumb things they can they can have them do? And how many times in the world have we? seen that from people in power people in power often make people do really dumb things or fall in line when 
certain ways. And when you look back at it, you're like, that's ridiculous. You what know? was the Star Wars reference you were making? Tied on the end of a string. It was, when, uh, when, when does that happen? It was, it was Hux referencing uh, <laughs> Cruiser that got away in The Last Jedi. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Judah Bugner throws Marty on the floor, tries to stab him. Marty moves. He gets up in like a goddamn Star Wars lightsaber. Mm. Flips open his thermos bong and has what Vertebrae likes to call his hero's arc. Yes. He's or on hero's journey. Yes. We get this superhero music for a second. He slaps Judah Buckner in the face with his bong. Uh, but these are torture murder zombies. You're going to need more than that. Mm-hmm. So Marty runs. Judah throws his knife. Marty hits, gets it in the back. He collapses. Judah grabs him by his legs, drags him screaming into the woods. Help me. We hear some gross gushing noise and see splattered blood shoot up in the air. Inside the control room, another lever is pulled. Mm-hmm. spilling more blood onto the plate, pouring it out of the fountain, filling up the gaps in this ancient stone. The entire place starts shaking. And Hadley says, must be getting excited down there. Sitterson Sitter, says, greatest show on earth. Yeah, for them. I mean, for maybe them. for the millions and millions of viewers around the world. I will say... Which I like, I like stealing your line sometimes, you know. Which, which, my friends, this part does not make a lot of sense, and we'll get into why this doesn't make a lot of sense later. Because on. wouldn't they see it? Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it later. Wouldn't on. they? Well, we they don't want to. We don't want to ruin it. I'm just saying it, they're know, monitoring. They the, the they're monitoring their levels. They yeah. They, they got a whole. They got charts and graphs. On. They got that's schematic. that's a little that's a little they, gap. They that's a little gap in the game plan there. Yeah, <clears throat> the cabin begins shaking. Dana tries to escape, but another Buckner zombie crashes through her window. The crashing through the double sided mirror is Holden. Pulls her into his room. They need to block all the doors so the Buckners can't get in. They find the cellar door. They go down and see all these tools for torture and murder. And Dana says, this is the black room from the diary. This is where he killed them. Them. This is where he kills us. Right. This is very like a chainsaw massacre type room. Yep. Holden's not having it. There's got to be a way out. And then crack. I really do like Papa Buckner's weapon this bear trap harpoon he has it yeah class it gets, everyone gets away from it in the beginning though it's a lot of work seems very painful yeah the clasp on holden pulls his ass all the way up to the top of the cellar so dana pulls holden down which makes papa buckner fall with his top half in the cellar dana grabs i guess like a tire iron and slams it right through his eyeball mm-hmm. but papa buck is still alive so she grabs a knife and has her as vertebrae likes to say heroes moment <laughs> and begins stabbing the ever loving shit out of Papa Buckner. He is dead. The guys in the control room are not stoked about it. These damn zombies. Remember where you could just throw a girl into a volcano. They say mm. citizen hits a little switch in the control panel and it sends a shock through Dana's knife. She's holding, forcing her to drop it. It comes, uh, so in comes crashing Thor, Kurt, through another door, screaming for the kids to get the hell out of there. They make a run for it. Dana asks, what about Marty? 
Kurt says they got him. Mm-hmm. Dana gets very sad. They continue running through the woods. They get in their trailer and drive away. They are escaping. Except there's a handprint at the bottom of the door. Oh, I clues even, us in. There's a oh, like a bloody or dirty handprint at the bottom of the door when they close it. So I didn't even catch that. That clues us in that something else is going on. I will I will see that from now on if I ever watch this movie again. I'm sure well, when you we're gonna watch it together. Oh cute, yeah. <laughs> then we cut to Japan. The demon that was floating in the classroom is screaming. It's in the center of the room. All the school children are surrounding it, singing underneath it. They're placing this you know, evil spirit stone thing. They're trying to vanquish it, making the horror stop. A huge light begins shining out of the demon's mouth and eyes, and the whole body is illuminating, and boom. It's gone into this little bowl with pretty little flowers and out jumps a little frog. Hmm. I'm assuming this is the demon. Yeah, and the frog in Japan um, is symbolic of fertility and good fortune. Um, In Japanese, the word also means to return. Frogs are linked to people returning to the place of origin. Um, and it's lucky to keep them around. They promise good fortune and friends. So symbolic moment for those kids. Little schoolgirl picks up the frog and she says, the evil is defeated. The spirit will now live in the happy frog. And all the kids <laughs> erupt in celebration. Cut back to the control room. Citizen watching all this happen on the screen. And I, I do love this moment. He slowly leans down, puts his face right up to the TV and goes, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> it's like from Half-Baked when he quits. <laughs> he says it over, you're cool. <laughs> it's just so funny that it's to a bunch of school children on a television. Yeah, Very yeah. funny. I do Vomino's like, children. Vominos. <laughs> swing away Meryl <laughs> Miss Lynn from the chem department calls the guy she's pissed perfect record Han Japan blew it Citizen says Japan should have had this in the bag they fucked us so I, I'm assuming from this Japan has always killed every single one of their targets every time mm-hmm um, so now they're not making their quota. Citizen is pissed. He's screaming, how hard is it to kill nine-year-olds? Lynn says, zero fatality is a total wash. They were betting on all these kids to die to feed this thing. Mm-hmm. Hadley's in the other room, clicking through screens of other countries from all over the world who didn't do the job on every screen. It says, failed, failed, failed. Hadley says, if you want a good product, you got to buy American. So now it's all up to us to feed this thing, I guess. Or things, right? Ancient things. Ones. So I think there's multiple. Uh, Miss Lynn goes, any word from downstairs? And Citizen says, downstairs doesn't care about Japan. The director trusts us. So Hadley tells Miss Lynn not to worry. The director, by the way. What the fudge does that mean? But mm. they're very secretive about all these things. Uh, Hadley tells Miss Lynn not to worry while Japan is screwing up. We're bringing the pain. Citizen goes, what's up with this guy's pot? He's supposed to be drooling. Instead, he's almost he almost made us and blew the entire operation. Miss Lynn responds saying, we treated the shit out of it. 
Hadley walks up to another monitor and sees the kids in the trailer making a break for it, heading to the tunnel, then looks at another screen and sees the tunnel and becomes alarmed. Miss Lynn says, the fool is toast anyway, as in right. the, the stoner kid is dead. But they, but whatever they say, whatever he's smoking, it makes him immune to what they're doing. So, um, you know, that is his superpower, Sean. It's, you know, him smoking is what made him open his eyes and see what's going on and be able to be the hero. Cheers to that, man. <laughs> I could see Marty and Ephraim Winslow Batman hanging out together. Hmm. Our, our superheroes. You know, what's crazy is the, uh, the actor it was like apparently pretty ripped. So like in that lake scene, they weren't going to have him like take his shirt off or they weren't going to have him like he's wearing all these other clothes because Marty was jacked. To... Yeah. So he's supposed to look a different way. That's funny. <laughs> uh, she also says, and we are toast. If you don't get this under control, alarmed Hadley goes, shit. Miss Lynn goes, what? The guy's like, we got to work to do. Get out of here. She goes, you guys are humanity's last hope. If the ancients rise, we, and then they cut her off. So these guys in this room are humanity's last hope. What they are yeah. doing to these kids, they are doing for the sake of humanity. Right. They're at the, they're at the front line. These are, and we see it later on, they're treated like rock stars. These are the people that. Everyone else is just working at a job. I, I do I do wonder what like the orientation was for this job and what their, <laughs> what their like human resource policies are and and um you know what their benefits package is like for these employees because those guys at least have pretty intense jobs. I, I would say that they probably they probably don't clue everyone in on what the job is. No. Right? I, I think that a lot of people that work there, all the people who betting are clued in for sure. And maybe that's every department. So maybe that makes me wrong, but I, I think that's something you got to ease into because that's a lot of people blabbing to other people about this, this scenario, you know? So do they, we know that those guys go home. So it's not like they live somewhere while they work. Um, yeah, I don't know how you don't. It Maybe yeah. it's like chef and the menu. We live here with chef. Yeah, except he's got the cabinet thing with his wife. Oh, yeah. Know. Well, maybe it's maybe it's. On there, like on their compound. On, yeah, on, uh, yeah. On, on Eleanor Ripley's Island. Right, like they're military and they kind of live at a base. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that uh, as a scenario. Um, I'm sure, I can't even imagine the training videos that they have to, to show people, you know, what to do if you encounter a werewolf. <laughs> I, I also just blew the ending if you were paying attention closely. Uh, Hadley screams, there's no cave and the fucking tunnel is still open. 
Hmm. The guys freak out. They call for demolition. They begin running around the office. Citizen runs into demolition office and asks what's happening. They say they don't know. Electric department said there was a glitch up top. Citizen says the tunnel should have been blown hours ago. Demolition guy says we didn't get the order. So corporate America, we need this done. Oh, well, we didn't get the uh, completed form. So now there's a huge goddamn problem. I cannot. Yep. I that is that is my that is my life. And that is so many, I'm sure, listeners lives and other people's mm -hmm. lives, your life. It's like here, we need this thing. Oh, well, where's I don't I don't have a receipt for I don't I don't see anything. Right. So we didn't so we didn't do anything. Oh, cool. 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 Great. Uh, so that really that touched a chord with me. I was like, ooh, do your job. <laughs> do your job. <laughs> Citizen goes under a desk full of hard drives and wires and begins pulling out cartridges. He rubs two wires together and basically hot wires the tunnel to explode, blocking the kids' escape route. They are pissed. They just need to get on the other side of the tunnel. How do we get across? Can we jump? Kurt mm. goes, dude. Hmm. Out comes the motorbike. Yeah, we had that there for a reason. The dirt bike was there for a reason, for sure. Kurt's going to jump it like Bart Simpson jumping Springfield Gorge on his skateboard. He gives it his all. He goes to make the jump and hits the fucking invisible grid and falls all the way down this gigantic chasm. So Thor just hit like the Guardians of the Galaxy grid. <laughs> And this whole way down, he's bouncing off it, and the grid is just like lower and lower, and you see the little lights sparking. The yeah, it's fourth, pretty cool. The fourth wall has been broken. Truman now knows he's in the Truman Show. Mm. Holden is baffled. What did he hit? There's nothing there. And Dana says, puppeteers. Yeah. Marty was right. The stoner knew all along. Now Dana knows, too. They're being Trumaned. In, well, to a degree, I suppose. Mm. Inside the control room, another le lever is pulled, spilling even more blood into this ancient carving, feeding this thing, ancient one. The kids hop back in the trailer, they head back to the cabin in the woods. Holden wants to find another way. Dana says it won't work. There's no other way. Something will happen. It will collapse, wash away. Holden says, then we'll go on foot. We will find a way. And she goes, you're missing the point. She's fully in the matrix now. She knows mm -hmm. what's happening. She knows they have to die. Yeah. Hold, Holden's like, please, you're all I have right now. Don't go nuts. She goes, I'm okay. He's like, good. No matter what happens, we got to stick splat mm. right through his goddamn neck. One of the Buckners in the RV, the handprint vertebrae alluded to earlier. Stabs holding in his throat as he's driving. He's dead. Dana's screaming. The RV flies off a cliff into a lake. Dana escapes, but the zombie Buckner grabs her foot as she's trying to swim away, but she still manages to flee. And then I like this shot. Her swimming to the top of the lake, and then it's cut with a beer coming out of a cooler. <laughs> and in the control room, all the guys and Miss Lynn are celebrating. <laughs> Truman the security guy is confused the girl's still alive how can the ritual be complete so I'm like okay so all these kids need to die to complete this ritual but then they say the virgin's death is optional as long mm -hmm. as it's last the main thing is that she suffers and then I'm thinking virgin wasn't she hooking up with her teacher mm -hmm. yeah she swims so out they of the lake skew it. they skew mm -hmm. it a little they're 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 messing with it and hoping 
hoping that the ancient ones are busy and and don't notice. She swims out of the lake. She lays on the dock, devastated about all her dead friends. And here comes Big Bad Papa Buck. He's got his bear trap harpoon. He slams it on the dock, missing Dana. And on a screen, you see Papa Buck wrapping his chain around her neck. But inside the control room, it is a party. Like you said, everyone is drinking, celebrating a job well done. Their uh, show has been a success. Mm -hmm. Killing all the kids, feeding this beast for the sake of humanity. Everyone, mm -hmm. like you said, is praising Hadley and Citizen for their hard work. Hadley thinks it was all right, but it would have been cooler with a merman. <laughs> Citizen is teasing the demolitions team, saying they almost gave him a heart attack, not blowing the tunnel. They are mad. It wasn't their fault. They didn't get the order. They say there was a glitch, a power reroute from upstairs. The Citizen goes, what do you mean upstairs? And then the big red phone begins ringing loud as hell. Citizen and Hadley, they look at it shocked and they like turn the fucking music off. Hadley, very worried, picks up the phone. He says, that's impossible. Everything was done within the guidelines. The virgin was the only one. No, no, I'm not doubting you. Which mm -hmm. one? Turns around, angrily looking at the screen where Big Papa Buck is still whooping Dana's ass, moving slowly in for the kill, when to her rescue comes Marty, the stoner. He gets Papa Buck's bear trap harpoon wrapped up on his coffee cup bong and Daniel pulls up a board from the dock and slaps Papa Buck in the face with it. He goes in the water and the kids run off and Papa Buck slowly rises out of the lake. Marty jumps in a hole, begins digging away and finds a door and he pulls Dana in it. It's a big metal room where Marty is messing with some wires sticking out of the wall. So wouldn't they have seen that he's not dead? Yeah, and I also think that um, they sacrifice him and his blood is so somebody's blood had to go down that. Yeah. So who's right? what was it? Was it Judah Judah Buckner's blood? But they have black blood. His <laughs> is red, right? Don't they have the black the black blood? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, funny. So. That's a good point. I, that's yeah, so, so funny that you're like, no, no, dummy. They have black blood. <laughs> of course they have. Black I didn't. Blood. I didn't fucking know that they had black blood. Well, I, I, it's it's clear in the moment where she's stabbing that guy when he's hanging down. And, that's and true. Him, that's but, true. <laughs> but um, yeah, that part is confusing because he could have bled a little bit, and maybe that's why we get all that rumbling. Because all that rumbling takes place after, and they're like, hey, there's something amiss. Yeah, this isn't Every filtered blood. Yeah, or it's just not, you know, whatever that is. But, um, yeah, that part's a little weird because we need him to be the hero, but it's it's a little confusing. That Where do their cameras stop? They don't have a camera in that area. You know, they just they're just in the playing field so to speak but they're not like you know in the dugout as well i don't know it's don't like know. departed when they didn't put the cameras in the back and he's like i'm the guy who does his job who are you yeah yeah something happened but but listen it's a corporation mistakes happen and loopholes happen i mean we have people breaking out of jail left and right by sh shimmering through uh shimmying through uh razor wire and up tunnels so you know, I could see Marty falling off their plan for a second. 
Maybe they didn't expect it from him either. I completely ruined that departed quote. That was not even close to the quote. I was oh. terrible with you. I, was, I, I crashed and burned on that one. Can't edit that out. I'm leaving that one in there too. Leaving it in here? Okay. Dana, okay. Dana asks, what is this place? And something grabs her leg. It's the Buckner who we thought killed Marty. It turns out Marty dismembered the Buckner. Mm-hmm. He's still alive, but he's dismembered. So he's no real threat. There's black blood everywhere. Black blood everywhere. There is. <laughs> she tells Marty he was right about everything. He sparks some wires together, which opens a door in the floor, and a bunch of the parts of this dismembered zombie fall inside of it. He tells her it's an elevator. Somebody sent those zombies up here to get us. Mm-hmm. They jump in the elevator, which begins moving down and stops and goes right, and the walls are glass, so the kids can see through it. The elevator stops. Dana approaches the glass, and a werewolf pops up from the other side and begins snarling, scaring the shit out of them. The elevator makes uh, moves again. It stops, and on the other side is this ghost, this spirit. It's screaming. It moves again. On one side, Marty sees a little girl with sharp teeth for a face. Dana sees this dude who looks like a cross between uh, Xerxes from 300 and Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester from the Adams family. <laughs> uh, saw face. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's got the-, the saw blades and he's he's got the pinhead kind of um, uh, puzzle that they, they, they see. The little girl is awesome. The the ballerina with the multi-layered teeth. That's amazing. amazing. The whole thing gives me 13 ghost vibes. And I'm going to have to hammer you on 13 ghosts. Because I know you're not going to be like, yeah, let's watch 13 ghosts. Uh, I think it's mm-hmm. a phenomenal movie. Um, but this whole scene has very 13 ghosts kind of vibe. Okay. Uh, I love this scene. <sighs> As they head into these elevators, just the look of it, because it's so, they're such a mess and it's so clean and it's very modern looking. And then out of the darkness come these different creatures and such. It's really cool looking, very jarring from the rest of the look. We've had a very lived in universe previously, and we've also although we knew that they were controlling them and they were betting on other people, we didn't know how that happened. Um, and we're got, about to get a really cool reveal of that. Uh, saw face. He's holding the little circular puzzle sphere that Kurt was playing with in the cellar. Mm-hmm. And that's when Dana realizes we chose in the cellar, all the shit we were playing with. They made us choose how we die. She begins freaking out. The elevator continues moving. The camera pans out, and we see this gigantic Rubik's Cube, and each cube houses a different kind of horrible horror movie monster. Mm -hmm. Inside the control room, they're freaking out that these kids are now inside the compound. They're screaming on the phone to find the kids. It's the fool, not the girl. If he outlives her, this entire thing goes to hell. Take him out first. Miss Lynn tells them they miss one of the kids' stashes, so whatever he's been smoking has been immunizing him to all of their chemicals. There it is, Sean. You see? There's the reveal. There it is. They find the kids on the security cams and bring them to a stop. The doors open and a man with a gun screaming at them to get out, but the zombie arm is still in the elevator and grabs his leg. So he looks down, he begins shooting it, and the kids rush the guy, smash his head, knock him out, and take his gun. And Marty goes, good work, zombie arm. 
Mm-hmm. But before that, we get what I thought was just incredible when they pan out and you see all of the cubes and they're just moving around and and it's really cool. This movie has a great poster of the cabin. It's not that cabin, but it's a cabin or a house kind of twisted like a Rubik's cube. Um, phenomenal job with that poster. And this, this reveal of them being in these separate cubes is just so cool looking. And it's very, very, very science fiction. Uh, the kids leave. We see it, the arm crawling over the man who's knocked out on the ground and it covers his face as the elevator doors close. The kids are walking around the compound and a voice comes across the PA. You shouldn't be here. This should have gone differently, ended more quickly. I can only imagine your pain and confusion, but know this. What's happening to you is part of something bigger, something older than anything known. You've seen horrible things, an army of nightmare creatures, but they're nothing compared to what came before, what lies below. It's Mm. our task to serve the ancient ones. It's our task to, it's your task to be offered up to them. Forgive us and let us get it over with mm-hmm. and that voice that voice well you want to do an hour it's yeah because if you don't know it from the voice you probably should do do more homework who is it that voice is sigourney weaver eleanor ripley yeah ellen ripley ellen ripley is but isn't ellen short for eleanor i don't think so oh i'm almost positive her full name is eleanor ripley yeah now we're gonna we'll get up to it on our aliens episode in uh two years when whenever we do it. Oh, I, I think it's just Ellen Ripley. We're gonna no, have I'm, to... I'm almost positive you want me to I see you had word. promised that this would be the most controversial episode that we had, and we're about to have it right now. Not about not even about the movie we're supposed to be talking about. No, nah, you're right. It's just uh, yeah, Ellen Ellen Louise Ripley Ripley. I could have yeah, swore I've seen Eleanor Ripley like before. Mm. I'm like the toy or something, whatever. So I'm a poser and I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I could have swore it was, uh, I, I knew it was Ellen Ripley, but I thought Ellen was short. Where you can cut this out if you want, Sean. It's no, okay. it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, we're 175 episodes into this podcast, but because we named them point five and part twos, you wouldn't it's know. It's episode 18, <laughs> part two. Uh, I also think when she says what lies below, if that's not the name of a metal band, then it definitely should be because it's fucking yeah. awesome. Uh, the kids run, bullets begin flying. They dive into a control room. Dana sees all the cameras, all the nightmare creatures in holding. She sees a big red button and goes, let's get this party started. Right. And that says system purge. The guy stops shooting. You hear all the containers moving around. Everything stops. And a guy goes, oh, shit. And the doors open. And this would be the second, as I referred to it in the first episode, when I had my milking of the alpacas moment with the hawk flying into the grid. I would consider this the second milking of the alpacas moment when the elevator doors open and every goddamn nightmare creature comes out killing everybody giant snakes flying things evil spirits Mm. werewolf guys scorpion zombies saw blade guy uh just all out insanity killing every single one of these dudes this is when this movie just steals my heart 
right? They've been they've been dragging me in with some Lovecraft references and uh, gnarly bits out the wazoo, and now we're gonna get <laughs> and now we're gonna get all these creatures, and I, I am gonna name all of these creatures for you. This is the yeah. best part of the movie. If I had a favorite part of the movie, it would be this part of the movie. All right, here we go. You ready for this? Go ahead, hit me with it. All right, so we've got uh, American slow walking creepy girl, the ancient ones, balding menace, the blob, boomer, based off a monster from Left for Dead. So there's a few monsters from the video game Left for Dead, uh, bullhead phantom, cow skull giant, charger, creature with patterned segments of armor on its head. That's a great description. They should have just given him a name. Uh, creeping shadow, there's a Cthulhu creature, cyclops, dark spirit face peeler floating leech creature flock of killer birds four-legged saddle creature garden gnome boy giant alligator giant ant giant eight giant cat giant centipedes giant crow giant deers giant ferrets giant floating head giant insects <laughs> giant lizard giant millipede giant owl giant tarantula giant toad giant woman gladiator demon ghost gorilla hell lord minion the humanoid hunter Japanese floaty girl, killer robot, uh, Ku Klux Klan, they list, which is crazy. I didn't see that. The Kraken, man, <laughs> man in tra- transparent tarp, mutant girl, mutant in the hospital gown, ogre, pale serpent, um, puffy tentacle creature, rabbit dogs, reaver, savage with hatchet, slimy horn, cloak creature, smoker, the old man. The Red Fiend, the Suffocators, the Warmonger, Tank, Tentacle Thing, Troll, and a Witch, which is based off of something from Left 4 Dead. Um, and then what's crazy is there's a list of creatures that I'm going to name them because I have to that were only mentioned in the novelization. Of this. Okay. Wild. So there's a boil-covered monster, crack skin, lava people, dog with alligator head, evil children, exploding shard babies, which is wild, <laughs> fire mouth women, four-eyed creature with a mouth like a sea creature's giant rabbit, infant creatures, man with steaming pipes in his chest, <laughs> minotaur, scorpion stinger woman, screaming banshee, six-armed man, snake pubic hair woman, Three-headed child, toxic ghostly figure, and woman with a toothed vagina. (laughs) So those are the rest of the creatures. This writing session, you know they just had a brainstorming, like, get a 12-pack and just sit here for three hours and zip, 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 zip. Um, I love so, that some of them have like specific names and others are just like a description. Like they just listed a whole sentence of the description. It's pretty great. Uh, the alarm is going off. Everything is flashing red. These other armed guys are shooting this massive snake, which is drenched in blood. So when it slithers away, it leaves this cool looking blood trail. The armed guards enter a room and it's absolutely drenched in blood, like the shining when the elevator doors opened. Mm hmm. Blood puddles on the floor splattered all over every wall and everything. And there are zombie nurse cannibals eating the guys who are on the floor dead. Mm-hmm. A bloody piece of body drops from the ceiling and hits the floor loud. And all the zombies look up at the armed guards standing there before they even move to get the elevator doors open again. And even more nightmare creatures come out. Even more blood begins being shed, smeared and thrown all over the place. Now we have mm. mass havoc 
all throughout the compound, demon spirits flying through the halls, employees being thrown off balconies, giant snakes eating people, employees are being captured and operated on and set on fire. You see one blow their brains out. You see 12 different screens, and on each screen, something different is happening. I think I saw a velociraptor on one of the screens. Yes, and and I love that the storytelling that they have when the the elevator just makes that nice pleasant little ding Ding. yeah there's just and then just creature or you know saw blade head is behind it or or something i did not um you can see a lot of the different movie references on those screens i didn't go in and name every single one of them because i've already had so many lists in this episode that we don't need that but um, there's there's a lot of them and at one point you see the ballerina girl with the crazy face just like dancing around this is pretty cool that's funny i didn't even notice that i didn't notice she made another appearance she does look really cool uh the security guy truman is in the main control room requesting reinforcements reinforcements and backup hadley is freaking out sector eight sector 12 sector three all down Sidgerson wants to know why the defenses aren't working. Where's the gas? Hadley goes, something true through the connections from the utility shaft. Sidgerson goes, something what? Hadley goes, something scary. Hmm. All the lights cut out. Dead silence. The backup generators kick in. Something begins smashing on their vault door to their control room. Inside the other room where the kids are, a huge man-bat creature smashes through the window. They run away. Marty shoots this zombie thing and this neon green goo blows out the back of his head, which is awesome. The kids run into a scientist who tells him, nah, the north exit, the north exit is blocked. You can't go that way. But before he finishes, the man bat flies him into the wall, smashing them both through there. And then the bat eats the guy and flies out the hole and goes down the hall. Hmm. The kids enter the bat hole. We see werewolf running through the halls, eating a guy, clown stabbing a guy. And yeah, Even a unicorn impales a guy repeatedly with its big spiky horn on its head. Yeah. And somebody had that unicorn as the one that would have taken that would have changed the entire movie if if, rather than the Buckners, it was the it was the unicorn that took everybody out. That's I wonder if the ancient ones would have been pleased with that. Yeah, I don't know how that would have uh that changes if if you go by your theory, that changes the entire movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're not yeah. gonna have killer unicorns has not existed. Like that's that's hard to market that movie. Engineering it was that had had unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were betting on the unicorn. Yeah. The evil unicorn. Even when it's killing a guy, you even hear mystical magical music. Of course, it's a unicorn. A final elevator door opens and out walks the Buckner girl with her missing arm. Inside the control panel, we see evil scarecrow men beginning to enter. Truman, the security guard, is shooting them. But guess what, hotshot? They're made of hay. A group of scarecrows grab Truman and do the classic lay him on the floor and rip his guts out bit. Mm -hmm. Uh which we've seen done so many times in so many other horror movies. But this time Truman whips out a grenade and by the looks of it, throws it inside of his own ripped apart body and blows the hell out of the whole scarecrows and the room. Yeah. The shockwave throws Hadley against the wall. He's knocked unconscious. He wakes back up and through the smoke, we hear a slopping and slurping. It's the merman. Mm -hmm. 
the evil murder man and hadley goes oh come on <laughs> it begins eating his face and out of the blowhole blowing blood and eating hadley's face oh well, we were warned it was messy earlier on right the cleanup was really bad so his little tails flapping yeah as he's yeah, eating them. it's awesome yeah Citizen and Missilin are freaking out. Citizen opens up a secret passage as they try to enter it. A gigantic octopus arm crashes through the ceiling and grabs poor Missilin and drags her up. Mm-hmm. Citizen hops in the secret passage and makes his getaway until knife through the chest. It's Dana. Mm-hmm. Citizen goes, It's you as he's dying. And up runs Marty. And before he dies, Citizen says, Kill him. Drops to the floor, and Dana stands there staring at him, thinking about what he just said. Marty snaps her out of it. He says, here, and hands her his gun. She looks back at Citizen again, confused one last time, and walks away. The kids head down a long staircase and end up in a room with ancient stones and carvings, the same ones that have been filling with blood throughout the duration of the movie. They're also standing on a platform which goes down many levels. Marty looks down and sees something moving, and Dana notices there are five ancient stones. Each one represents the kids. Mm-hmm. She, go- she goes, this is part of the ritual. Marty goes, a ritual sacrifice? She's like, they don't want us killed. They want us punished. Mm-hmm. Marty goes, punished for what? And out comes mm-hmm. Ellen Ripley. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, Dana from Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. the voice over the PA, and I'm assuming the director of our Truman show. Yep. Yep. And it's cool when they pan out at one point, you see that symbol on the floor that the guy had on his necklace, too. Oh, cool. that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. She says, you're punished for being young. It's different in every culture. It has changed over the years, but it's always required youth. There must be at least five. The whore dies first. The athlete, the scholar, the fool, all die at the hands of whatever horror they have raised, leaving the last to live or die as fate decides. The mm-hmm. virgin. And looks right. And so she said right there, it changes over the years. So it's at, not movies, it's it's just sacrifice. It's just ritual sacrifice. Uh-huh. She looks at Dana who says, me, virgin? Sigourney says, we work with what we have. <laughs> Marty asks, what if you don't pull it off? And she says, they rise. Dana asks, who do? What's beneath us? Sigourney explains it all for us, lays out the plan, the ancient ones, the gods that used to rule the earth. As long as they accept our sacrifice, they remain below. But the other rituals have all failed. The sun comes up in eight minutes. If you live to see it, the world will end. Marty says, maybe that's the way it should be. If you got to kill all my friends to survive, maybe it's time for a change. Sigourney says, we are not talking about change. We're talking about the agonizing death of every human soul on the planet, including you. You can die with them or you can die for them. Behind him, Dana lifts her gun and points it at Marty. Mm -hmm. He can't believe it. She has to decide the fate of the whole world. She apologizes. She goes to shoot him and the werewolf creeps up behind her and starts chewing on her neck. And this is where you would think she takes out Marty and then she is the final girl. 
right? We're going to head down those horror movie tropes. So she takes him out. She's the final girl. She's actually the hero. And we move on. But nope, they, they go in a different direction. Marty grabs the gun, fights with Sigourney Weaver over it. He wins the fight and unloads on the werewolf. But then Sigourney continues beating his ass as they're fighting. <clears throat> down comes little girl Buckner with her missing arm, carrying an axe. Sigourney mm -hmm. grabs the gun, goes to shoot Marty, and little Buckner girl slams Sigourney in the head with the axe. Dead. With the axe still stuck in her head, Marty kicks Sigourney's body into the pit, and along with the Buckner girl, she's holding on to the axe. They all fall down. Mm -hmm. The whole room begins shaking. Marty goes over to Dana, who's barely alive. Dana goes, you know, I don't even think Kurt has a cousin. <laughs> they were sent to the woods they were sent to the cabin by like who yeah. how how does that happen yeah maybe i mean she's questioning it but uh, you know i would think he has a cousin yeah i think she's just questioning everything at this point Marty lets out a laugh. She apologizes for almost shooting him. He says it's okay. He gets it. He lights up a joint, says he apologizes for letting her get attacked by a werewolf, then ending the world. Hmm. So he's just going to let everyone, including himself, die instead of just offing himself to save humanity. Like, I mean, yes. what, what do you do? I don't know. I mean, you're going to die anyway. He also kind of wanted change. Right. That's so a, this is, yeah, this is that, a sweeping change. They smoke the joint. She tells him he was right. Humanity is fucked and it's time to give someone else a chance. So Dana has just decided that it is now their job to completely end humanity. That's a pretty bold fucking decision. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, she's right. <laughs> I thought you would totally agree with this and love this ending. But this is a very missed. And we're getting there. The room continues shaking. Marty says to himself, giant evil gods. He takes a fat hit off his joint. Dana says she wishes she could have seen them. And Marty's like, that would have been a fun weekend. Mm -hmm. They share a nice moment. The room shakes, crumbles around them. The ground begins cracking open and separating from beneath them. A giant hand crashes out of the ground, pummeling through the earth and our cabin in the woods. The giant hand comes out, crashes down towards the camera to blackness. The cabin in the woods. And the Q end. And Q nine inch nails. <laughs> Which song right? is it? Right? Nine inch nails uh, kicks in right at the end. Oh, I don't yeah. even know. Was it a nine yeah. inch nails song? Yeah, yeah it was uh, a nine inch nails song. Um, yes, this is a very missed ending. Uh uh, end of humanity. I get it, but I don't I don't know. I I I can't tell you why. This really mm -hmm. doesn't, this movie just does not tickle me. So I have questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. So let's discuss real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So how how do the ancient ones watch this? <sighs> I mean, I figure Sigourney Weaver has some type of like, she's directing it. So like, there's like some main feed where she's like, camera one, camera two. No, and but like, how do they see it? How do they the God, see it? God, They're watching I mean, it on yeah, like iPhones or something? Yeah, like telepathic. Um, telepathic? Uh, who knows? I mean, they're gods. But if it's telepathic, they would have known that Marty, uh, you know. Was alive, yeah. The system. Right. 
Um, why do they need exact scenarios? Why can't they just pick five random people to sacrifice? I think that's just them messing with people, just the same way they got to dress people up before yeah. they throw them in a volcano. Yeah. Um, when did they even make this deal? When yeah, did this well, deal I with mean, the ancient ones happen? From like Rip- way, way back? Yeah, Ripley says, Ripley says it was long long time ago my question is what are so what do the other places around the world have to do with this if they only need five like they have the entire world no they have five they need five in in the united states to do their segment they need whatever in japan and whatever in berlin germany to do theirs yeah but they said they all failed so does that mean the gods are all rising there yeah, I would think so. Yeah, they got to get them from from somewhere. Um, how do they know to adjust to each time period? Like they're clearly like observing humanity in a lot of ways. Also, too, like why this time did all the scenarios fail? Like everything failed. Everything. Japan Nobody failed. Did. Marty got through. Um, I think it's just time for the ancient ones to rise again. It was just time for them to take over again. Um, and and they picked this moment. Um, I think we think as humans, we have choice in that. And I don't think we have any choice. Just like we're playing with choice of the characters in this scenario. I think that they're playing with our choice. We don't really have a choice. They're messing with us the entire time. They're in complete control. The hand comes out. It's like made of like stone and lava. They're just living in the center of the earth, chilling, waiting to destroy everybody. For the slightest um, thing to go wrong. They're like, oh, yeah, they're the kids, let's kill everybody. Yeah, let's go. I mean, although they've been making the deal for years and they're probably like, oh, okay, they got it this time. Um, I'll give you one one last thing that I wanted to Yeah, add. yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Part of the reason I enjoy this movie so much is because it's essentially Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Okay. So Mar- Marty is both Shaggy and Scooby. He kind yeah. of plays that dual character. Yeah. We do yeah. get the extra, we get the extra character. Mm-hmm. Um and and Scooby and Shaggy kind of win because they finally get it correct. Rather than being the bait in every scenario that they have, they actually lead to the detective work. I mean, the Winnebago is the mystery machine, mm-hmm. right? So it, it, it's kind of fun, quirky little way. Um, there's an extra character, right? But if you go through the characters, um, you know, if that's Shaggy and Scooby, then we've we've got Velma, right? And we've got uh, who are the other ones? I should have written them down. We've got Fred, uh, Daphne, and Velma, Daphne, and Scooby yeah, yeah. and Shaggy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there you go. So Fred is Chris Hemsworth characters. Kurt, of course, yeah, yeah, and Dana is Velma, and Jules is Daphne. And Sigourney's um, the one saying we would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you damn kids. There you go. See? There wow. you go. Scooby Dooby Doo, Cabin in the Woods. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a fun movie, and I get why people love it. 
uh it it just it wasn't what i wanted i wanted a movie about a haunted cabin in the woods again right. I, I don't know there's why a lot of unanswered questions which i love to think about when they don't tie it up in a neat little bow uh-huh there's a lot that doesn't make sense about all, all of what they're doing um i i don't know just just point blank before we wrap up like the ancient ones they they chose they made a deal and they chose to just live in the center of the earth rather than live on the surface of the earth like was that enjoyable for them was it not enjoyable for them they're just partying down there in the lava are they the earth because they are the lava and the stone Mm -hmm. so are they sacrifice are humans sacrificing to the earth just to stay on the earth period because the earth is uh these ancient ones i don't know something to think about but uh yeah this was the most controversial episode we've had i don't think so i think this went better than lucy <laughs> yeah i, I liked was... lucy yeah i enjoyed uh, this lucy. Is a great movie uh all of our movies have been so much fun to review uh, this was uh, fun song this was yeah. uh this was fun and um I appreciate you taking this ride ride with it. It's funny. So in, in the original one, you're like, ah, I zigged when I should have zagged. And I think that was a line from the crow. So people uh-huh. were like, Are you doing the crow next? And then immediately after you dropped that awesome crow design that you did, which probably pushed people even further to think that we were doing the crow. And uh we'll do I it mean, soon. I mean, that's one of my favorites of all time. But that crow design, make sure you check out is that is that sure gonna be a Comic Con, that crow shirt? No, no, that's uh, just uh, that's just freelance. That's not through my brand or whatever. But, um, but yeah, we'll have a lot of. We'll be at Comic Con uh, later in the week when you're listening to this. So Saturday we'll be there and and come out. I got I got probably I think like thirteen or fourteen different designs. Sean will be there on Saturday. I'll be there all four days and be selling shirt. I got an art book. I've got buttons and prints and i'll have some original art to buy and you can come hang out with us and if you come up to the booth on saturday and tell us you listen to in madness we'll we'll record you a little bit and we'll we'll put you on an upcoming episode yeah that's the goal if you're going to be in new york comic-con uh i mean if you're going to be there saturday uh, all the info and where you're we're going to be what booth and everything is all available at in madness pod on the socials i recently posted it uh there's a video up there of vertebrae 33's logo and it's like 10 seconds long and it has all the new york comic-con info uh we're definitely going to be doing a uh point five after this yes then, i'm excited to to listen to uh to to mail to we're yeah, gonna dip mail. into the in madness mailbag full Exciting. of ooze and slime and who knows what else is crawling around inside the in madness mailbag well, i'm looking forward to it awesome and write in and tell us what you thought of cabin in the woods tell us if there should have been a a sequel i guess there couldn't have been a sequel it had just been the ancient ones hanging out but maybe there's a prequel to it i, I don't know maybe were you as confused before. as me by this movie did you also think something completely different was going on let us know on the socials at in madness pod make sure you email us in madness pod at gmail.com make sure you check out the youtube page and make sure you rate everything top rate everything comment on everything like everything mm-hmm. uh that shit all 
helps out a lot definitely and interact let us know what you thought of these movies that's the point me and me and vertebrae are talking about this stuff but like you mentioned it before how like you uh, you'll pass by a movie that's on and you'll sit and now watch the whole thing people will message us and be like i've never seen this movie i'm watching it because you guys are doing a podcast about it or i haven't seen this movie in 25 years i'm watching it now to catch up for the podcast and that like that's awesome you're taking time out of your day reviewing movies and listening along with us for our stupid ass views on what the hell's going on if i think it's the truman show or if it's scooby-doo or not <laughs> love it Love it. Ellen, awesome. Eleanor, Eleanor Ripley, Sean facts. Sean oh, facts. that's out there right now. You got to put the Sean facts drop over yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Really happen, Stupid. But. Um, so, I mean, we don't have to tease. I mean, so after the point five, I mean, we're, we're working we'll our way up on the to, point five. Yeah, we're working our way up to the season, but uh, we do have something special planned. But a lot of it revolves around that Comic-Con thing. So uh, the more people we run into a Comic-Con, uh, the right. more fun it's definitely going to be for the In Madness family for now. Uh, is that it? Is that all your gnarly bits for Cabin in the Woods? I got them all in. I appreciate you taking this ride with me. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll see you at episode 18. At point five. Uh, too many episodes. Uh, this is In Madness Pod.